In the late summer of 1860, as he reminisced on his beloved home hundreds of miles away, Bedrich Smetana wrote an entry in his diary. Shall I, and when, see those dear mountains again? My heart is heavy as I take leave of those places. Be happy, my homeland, which I love above all, my beautiful, my great, my only homeland. I would gladly rest in your lap. Your soil is sacred to me. As we have discussed on this podcast before, music can serve many different purposes. It can tell a story. It can represent places and landscapes. It can celebrate facets of identity. And it can even serve a political cause. Sometimes it can even do all of these things at once. As students return to Bloomington this week here at IU, we reflect on the complicated life of Czech composer Bedrich Smetana and his musical representations of pride in one's home. I'm Elizabeth Fricke, and this is the Classical Connections Podcast. Bedrich Smetana was born on March 22, 1824, in a town called Litomysl in Bohemia, or what is now the Czech Republic. At this time, Bohemia was a province of the Austrian Empire, still under rule by the Habsburgs, and as such, the Smetana family spoke German almost exclusively. Bedrich's father, František Smetana, had earned enough money during the Napoleonic Wars by supplying clothing and provisions to the French army to draw some local notoriety. It was in 1823 that he came to Litonmissel to serve as a brewer to Count Ferdinand Ernst Gabriel von Waldstein. Son of a well-to-do master brewer, Bedrich was given a good education, including music. By the age of five, he was playing Haydn string quartets on the violin, and in October 1830, at the age of six, he gave his first public performance. At a concert held in Lito Misel's Philosophical Academy, he played a piano arrangement of Aubert's Overture to la Muette de Portici to a rapturous reception. Even as a teenager, Bedrix had plenty of musical ambition. At age 16, he wrote in his diary that he wanted to become, quote, a Mozart in composition and a Liszt in technique, end quote. But Smetana's ambitions would expand beyond just the artistic realm. From as early as 1818, tensions had begun to rise between the Austrian autocratic system and outlying nationalities, such as the Slavic groups of Czech, Polish, and Hungarian citizens. On June 11, 1848, revolution broke out in the city of Prague prompting Smetana to join the citizens' army and help man the barricades, even if the revolt was crushed not long after. Soon after, Smetana was inspired to compose marches for the defenders of Prague, including a march of the Prague Students' Legion, a march of the National Guard, and his first symphonic work, the Festive Overture in D. Bedrich 
Smetana continued writing patriotic Czech pieces, including the Triumphal Symphony, which commemorated the wedding of Emperor Franz Joseph, King of Bohemia, to Elizabeth of Bavaria on April 24, 1854. However, the aftermath of the revolution was not easy on Bedrix and his young family. His wife, Katerina, whom he had married earlier in 1848, was already suffering from health problems when three of their daughters contracted fatal illnesses between 1854 and 1856. Smetana dedicated his piano trio in G minor in memory of his young daughter, Bedriska. Amidst this series of tragedies, Smetana also faced professional difficulties as he struggled to continue to find funding for the music school he had established several years earlier. Feeling discouraged by his surroundings, Smetana instead accepted an offer from the Gertheborg's Harmonic Society Orchestra in Sweden to become their conductor. On October 11, 1856, he wrote to his parents that, quote, Prague did not wish to acknowledge me, so I left it, end quote. Things were temporarily better when Smetana relocated to Sweden. Smetana attended performances of Liszt's Faust Symphony and the symphonic poem Dia Ideale, which invigorated and inspired him. However, this period of inspiration in Sweden was relatively short-lived. After Katarina passed away in 1859, and he remarried to Bettina Frandina Dova shortly after, Smetana evidently set his artistic ambitions back on Prague. Quote, my home has rooted itself into my heart, so much that only there do I find real contentment. It is to this that I will sacrifice myself." End quote. In 1862, Smetana and Bettina returned permanently to Prague. Acutely aware that his education had been in German, Smetana began taking Czech grammar lessons. Within a year of his arrival, the Provisional Theatre, dedicated to Czech language plays and operas, was opened, and Smetna became a leading light in the battle to establish it on a firm footing. This was achieved despite considerable opposition from the conservative critics within Prague's cultural society, who flagged his music as too Wagnerian, and therefore too German. In 1866, his first opera, The Brandenburgers in Bohemia, was premiered. This was followed shortly by his second opera, The Bartered Bride. Despite some criticism, both were great successes, firmly establishing his reputation. Smetana presided over a period of experimentation at the new opera house, with a number of new Czech operas performed including his own Dalibor in 1868. And Lebusha in 1872. In 1872, he was appointed artistic director, but due to his onset deafness, he had to resign in 1874. In spite of his deafness, Bedrich Smetana continued to compose, producing some of his greatest works in the last years of his life. Prominent among these is the cycle of six symphonic tone poems, Mavlast, or My Country, 
composed between 1874 and 1879. Perhaps most recognizable among the six tone poems is Vltava, or the Moldau, and is based on the flowing of the Vltava, or Moldau River, that flows through Prague. In the words of the composer, quote, the composition describes the course of the Vltava, starting from the two small springs, the cold and warm Vltava, to the unification of both streams into a single current, the course of the Vltava through the woods and meadows, end quote. Vltava would in no way be the last musical work charting the flow of a mighty river. Even Florence Price's Mississippi River Suite, composed 60 years later in 1934, would follow much of the same pattern, depicting the river's course from north to south. Vltava also contains Smetana's most famous tune, an adaptation of the 16th century melody La Mantovana, that also appears in the Czech folk song, Kočka Lazadiro, or The Cat Crawls Through the Hole. Despite his deteriorating health, Smetana continued to compose to the end of his life. Even in 1883, after his mental health had begun to decline, he began new projects, such as the new symphonic suite entitled Prague Carnival and an opera titled Viola. However, he passed away shortly after on May 12, 1884. Throughout Smetana's lifetime, assertion of artistic autonomy became a venue for both patriotism and protest among artists working in marginalized nations particularly those in the Bohemian regions of the Austrian Empire. For this reason, even though he may have never ascended to quite the same level of fame as other Czech-born composer Antonin Dvorak, Bedrik Smetana remains a major cultural figure in the Czech Republic. The main tune from Vltava can still be heard broadcasted over the public address system in Prague's main rail station, and his operas are still regularly revived at the National Theatre. As musicologist Kelly St. Pierre writes in her book, Bedrich Schmetna, Myth, Music, and Propaganda, quote, Shifting focus from celebrations of Smetana as an autonomous hero to an examination of the composer as a participant within collective social movements complicates traditional, nationalistically motivated, and sometimes genius-centered renderings of Smetana and his works. It is perhaps most obvious to treat Smetana as a national hero for Czech cultural and political freedom, and there is certainly much truth to this statement. But ultimately, his music is a symbol of something even more diverse and complex than that. In listening to Smetna's music, we are reminded of the feeling of belonging to a larger collective, a community united by shared roots. Even if home for you is not the Czech Republic, Smetna's own love for his homeland evokes in us the same desire for belonging.
Even here at Indiana University, perhaps music continues to unite us as students in our common sense of pride in our home. Welcome back, Hoosiers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out IU Classical Connections on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you next time.